Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Shot in the dark, indeed. Good evening, everyone. This is, of course, Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. And welcome to episode number 975. Yes, friends, 25 episodes away from the big 1,000. 
of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. <clears throat> we, of course, will start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment here tonight. Of course, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, who is, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. Of course, our friends at 411mania.com. However, I do see on here tonight that our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report is, of course, being taken care of even as we speak. And the man behind all that, ladies and gentlemen, he is a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He is, of course, a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series, including the current Impact U.S. Revolver Champion. He is one-fourth of the WCWS Eight-Man Tag Team Champions. <clears throat> as well as, of course, co-holder of the OVWS and GWI uh, tag team titles alongside the King of Clubs, Mint Patel. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, we welcome the 975 of Revolution, the human suplex machine himself, Mr. Mr. John Gross. John, we welcome you, sir, to 975 Revolution. Thank you here for joining us here tonight. We hope to have some more folks pop on here, of course, here momentarily. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything, here tonight will be of course ladies and gentlemen our <clears throat> will be of course our thoughts and opinions as to of course what happened of course last night on Monday Night Raw after Wrestlemania and also of course ladies and gentlemen we'll be talking about night one of the NXT stand and deliver event that took place last week plus also ladies and gentlemen we'll be talking about of course any other wrestling extra that of course do of course make the scene here tonight let's go ahead and get things underway here folks not wasting any time as we are now at 9.01 p.m eastern standard time let us now go to 411mania.com which of course has our wrestling news reviews some wrestling news to talk about here tonight <clears throat> uh and also, we do thank our friends at 411 Mania for allowing us here, as always, here in the WCWS Radio Network, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, including, in addition to Revolution, of course, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as, as well as, <clears throat> of course, uh, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, as well as WCWS This Morning, 
and also, ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine, as well as, of course, hopefully, of course, there are a lot more of our shows that have been dormant, of course, for quite some time, which hopefully we'll get back up and running here sometime here in 2021. Let's go ahead and not waste any time. Let's get to that first story. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first week that NXT is now going to be on Tuesday nights instead of Wednesdays, by the way. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has our first story here as apparently a match has been set, of course, at which started about an hour ago, of course, uh, was, of course, officially set for tonight's edition of NXT. As, it, as of course, the story is WWE has announced a new match for tonight's episode of NXT. The company announced on Tuesday, announced today that Mercedes Martinez will face Jesse Kamea on tonight's show. Uh, the match was made after Martinez requested the rest of the money owed, owed her for teaming with Alea after Camilla was injured. Stone was trying to get Camilla and Alea their NXT Women's Tag Team titles. Martinez then grabbed Alea and got confronted by Camilla, leading to the match being made. Of course, <clears throat> of course, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we don't know how that match went, but we'll definitely do some talking here about it here, of course, tomorrow night, of course, on uh, on 976 uh, Revolution. As, of course, just a programming note, we will continue to talk about NXT on Wednesday nights. Even though the NXT has moved to Tuesdays, we will still talk about it on Wednesday nights here as well. So we'll definitely have, of course, a little something to, uh, to talk about, of course. Um, on Revolution every Wednesday evening. So just want to throw that out there to you as well. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story as The Miz has come out and said that that, that rapper Bad Bunny has his respect after WrestleMania and is open to another match. Hmm. The Miz was impressed by Bad Bunny's work at WrestleMania and is open to trying to get his win back. Miz spoke with TMZ about his match alongside John Morrison against the rapper and also Damian Priest at the pay-per-view, saying that Bunny earned his respect in the match. Not only did he earn my respect, I think he earned the WWE Universe's respect. This is coming from Miz. I think he earned backstage's respect. I think he earned everybody's respect in what some are calling the best celebrity match at WrestleMania in history. He went on to say the doors open to a return, noting, you never know when he'll come back. I think he had a great experience. I think everyone had a great experience with him. This guy has hundreds of dates of music concerts that he has coming up. I imagine he wants some time off too. But look, what he did out there at WrestleMania opens the door. Anytime he wants to come back at WWE, maybe I'll get around too. Bad Bunny ended his WrestleMania experience by hopping on top of a truck and driving off into the sunset for his upcoming tour. Of course, there is a there is a commercial course with him and Triple H. Triple H handed him a suit, a briefcase that had like a microphone that looked like it had like a skull on it, which I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and it did list, of course, a lot of the dates that Bad Bunny is going to be rapping at, is going to be, of course, performing at. And I think there might be a couple around my neck of the woods. I think the closest one I think I, I noticed was, uh, I think it was Charlotte. I'm not sure, but I'll have to go back and take a look at that myself. But it was, but nevertheless, Bad Bunny did have a good experience and. Maybe we'll get to see him come back and compete sometime. Who knows? Uh, <clears throat> 411 Mania, of course, providing live coverage tonight for 
the first NXT on Tuesday nights, of course. If you want to check that out, please feel free to, of course, uh, take a gander at that. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Reginald. We've heard, we've heard him, of course, with Carmella, and just recently, of course, with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, explains why he actually missed WrestleMania. Reginald was not in Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler's corner for WrestleMania 37, and the sound, the sound, and the and, and he has now explained why. After U NXT UK star Amel posted a Twitter noting that Jax's favorite wine pour didn't appear during the pay per view. Reginald replied to note that he was sick. There's no word yet on what he's suffering from or when he or when he may be back. His last appearance was on the final SmackDown before WrestleMania, which was taped the week before. And of course, Reginald posted, of course, uh, uh, yesterday on Twitter, Malade, M-A-L-A-D-E. So, so we'll hope to find out. Of course, hopefully he'll be. Uh, Hopefully, of course, he'll be, uh, he's okay, and hopefully we'll get to hear, may hear from him again sometime soon. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as this week's edition of AEW Dark is officially online. The live stream, of course, is online this week. Uh, Jeremy, Thomas, Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this. The live stream for is online for this week's episode of AEW Dark. Of course, you can check out the video on this page. Which doors did kick off at seven o'clock, and the following card was as follows: The Dark Order, in the form of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, took on Very Morales and Spencer Slade. Matt Seidel took on Luther. Aaron Solo took on Fuego Del Sol. Five and ten of the Dark Order took on Kit Sackett and Hayden Backlund. Nyla Rose took on Layla Gray. SCU, of course, Kazarian and Daniels took on Jay Lyon and Midas Black. Ryan Nemeth took on Alex Reynolds. Britt Baker took on Shauna Reed. Maddie Rakowski took on Killen King. The Varsity Blondes took on Prince Kai and Will all day. Matt Hardy took on Ken Broadway. The Gun Club, Austin Colton and Billy, took on Andrew Palace, Stone Rockwell, and Mike Magnum. Red Velvet and Big Swole took on Amber Nova and Queen Amanada. Lance Archer took on Cole Carter. Team Taz in the form of Brian Cage and Ricky Starks took on Carly Bravo and Dean Alexander. And Cole Cabana took on uh, Jake Manny. Now we have posted, of course, the uh, we have of course posted the uh, the video for AEW Dark, the the event, of course, early on the AEW US page. So it is on there too if you'd like to go back and take a look at that in case if you missed it during when it was on live. So you can always go back and watch it anytime you like. Unless, of course, AEW decides to take it down. I mean, sometimes a lot of them do. So we'll just have, just, if it's there, please feel free to please, please take a look at it. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as we, as new SEC filing list salaries for Vince, for Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H. A new SEC filing has listed the salary and compensation information for WWE executives Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H. The company has released a new filing that lists the 2021 salaries for the executives as well as their totals and compensation for 2020. The filing, which was made ahead of WWE's annual stockholder meeting scheduled for May 27th, notes that no salary increases were made to any of the executives and lists as follows for 2021. This is According to Feifel, Vince McMahon as chairman of the board and CEO, 
$1,400,000. Nick Khan, President and Chief Revenue Officer, $1.2 million. Stephanie McMahon, Chief Brand Officer, $730,000. Triple H, Executive Vice President, Global Talent Strategy and Development, also $730,000. The filing also lists the full compensation, compensations, which includes salary, stock awards, non-equity incentive plan compensation, and others as follows. Vince McMahon, $3,905,792. Nick Khan, $12,964,565. This includes a $5 million signing bonus and $6,799,138 in stock awards. Stephanie McMahon, $2,187,266. And Triple H has $2,318,280. Shane McMahon is listed in a performer capacity with a minimum guaranteed performance fees and royalties aggregate approximately $820,369. The booking or performer agreements for Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are, of course, as follows. For Triple H, of course, his real name, Paul Levesque. We have a booking agreement with Mr. Levesque, which currently runs until March 30th, 2022, and thereafter extends for a successive one-year period unless either party gives notice of non-extension at least 90 days prior to the expiration date. Under this agreement, Mr. Levesque is entitled to a minimum guaranteed annual payment of $1 million, which the company is entitled to recoup from all payments under the agreement, including pay for performing in live and televised events and royalties for merchandise sold utilizing Mr. Levesque's name and or likeness. As for Stephanie, we have a booking agreement with Ms. McVeigh, which currently runs until October 6, 2021, and thereafter extends for successive one-year periods unless... <coughs> Either party gives notice of non-extension at least 90 days prior to the expiration date. Under this agreement, Ms. McMahon is entitled to a minimum guaranteed annual payment of $750,000, which the company is entitled to recoup from all payments under the agreement, including pay for performing in live and televised events and royalties for merchandise sold, including Ms. McMahon's name and or likeness. So, so there you have it right there, of course. With what uh, your uh, some of your top brass in WWE currently makes, of course, a lot of people in this country would love to have the sort of money they have, including what I said for Nick Khan, so big time. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Access TV makes a carriage deal with Plex, and Impact Now is available through, is now available through the service. If you don't have access to access to, the Access TV to watch Impact Wrestling and don't want to watch on Twitch, you have a new option in Plex. As PW Insider reports, Plex has come to terms with Access TV on a carriage deal for the network's live streams. You can now watch Access TV and find networks through Plex's live channels. There is also an Impact Wrestling channel available. There's a link to that right there on this page if you want to go and check that out. Our next story here, folks, uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Leo Rush actually gains ownership of his ring name. Leo Rush is the owner of his in-ring identity, according to the WWE alum. Rush posted to Twitter late Monday night to announce that he owns a trademark on his ring name, which he has used both before, during, and after his time with WWE. He wrote, 
I officially own the trademark for the name hashtag Leo Rush, a name that I worked under for many hardworking years. Feels good. Wrestling Inc. notes that Rush filed the trademark in January and received ownership on April the 6th. WWE reached, WWE reached agreement with both Rush and Carl Anderson last summer to transfer their trademark ownership of the ring names to the talent. <clears throat> Leah Rush, like I said, did say this on his official Twitter account, which is at the Lionel Green. I officially own the trademark for the name hashtag Leo Rush, a name that I've worked under for many hardworking years. Feels good. So, so at least there's at least there's one good news about a trademark that we've heard we haven't heard here in a long time. Jeremy Thomas posted this story with some WWE news. As Sami Zayn comments on his feud with Kevin Owens, and also, <clears throat> and also a producer for Zayn versus Owens, and also Bianca Belair on the NFL Network. Hmm. Sami Zayn knows that his rivalry with Kevin Owens is one that may never end. And he seems pretty good with that. Zayn, who lost to Owens on night two of WrestleMania 37 in the latest chapter of their career-long feud, posted to Twitter on Tuesday to comment on it. He posted a picture of the two from the match with a simple caption, Forever. He posted that on his Twitter account today. Speaking of Zayn versus Owens, PW Insider reports that Adam Pierce was the producer for their match. As reported last night, Pierce was one of a number of producers on the matches over the two-night event and also produced a Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and John Morrison match from night one. Also, Bianca Belair was on NFL Network's Total Access this uh, this afternoon. Of course, there was a clip uh, on, right here, of course, uh, from that. It's from NFL Total Access, from the Twitter account for NFL Total Access. We always show up and we always show out. The new at WWE SmackDown Women's Champion at Bianca Belair WWE joined at MJ Acosta TV to talk about making history with at Sasha Banks WWE at hashtag WrestleMania. And there's a picture of it on that tweet if you want to, of course, look at that. Let's see here. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas posted this story. And, of course, this is, this is one little thing that really got some Hype here, of course, I'm sure, uh, between late last night and early this morning, especially after what happened on Raw. Uh, Charlotte Flair fires back at a troll, criticizing her appearance in a Raw return. Charlotte Flair doesn't have time for people who want to take shots at her appearance, firing back at one such person who didn't like how she looked on Raw. As reported last night, Flair made her return and reverted to a more heelish persona attacking both Asuka and Rhea Ripley during their match on Raw. A Twitter user posted to say that Flair looked like a stick figure drawn by a three-year-old, which led to Flair retweeting the now-deleted tweet and writing, Lord, help me if I ever listen to a man's opinion on, on how I should look. So she posted that on her Twitter account if you want to go back. If you want to go back and, of course, look check that out. So Some of our people, of course, have didn't hesitate to really say that much about all this either, but uh, but of course we'll uh, uh, but uh, but uh, we did hear from a couple of people here that said that they have said something here to that. So Jeffrey Harris posted this story as Kelly Kelly marries her boyfriend Joe Coba. Okay, 
Former WWE superstar Kelly Kelly, of course, her real name Barbie Blank, has tied the knot. The former 24-7 and Divas champion married her fiancé Joe Coba earlier this week. She, Coba, and friends shared photos from the ceremony on Instagram, which you can see it on, the, on this page if you want to see some pictures. This is the second marriage for Kelly Kelly. She previously married hockey player Sheldon Saray in 2016. The couple divorced in 2017. The former WWE superstar wrote the following on her wedding. This is what she says. It's you and me forever, baby. At Joe B. Coba, you are truly my whole world lover and best friend. I cannot wait to walk with you hand in hand through life. And honestly, it's the best feeling in the world to call you my husband. Love is passion, obsession, someone you can't live without. Find someone you can love like crazy and who will love you the same way back. There's so many people we have to thank who help make our big day come to life. I've started with our wedding planners at Partners in Crafting who brought our dream wedding to life, who worked countless hours to make my vision come to be a true life fairy tale. My wedding dress designers at Walter Collection and at Brian Petroso Official took an inspiration that at Brian Valentine and I had and made the wedding dresses of my of my dreams. Speaking of at Brian Valentine and all you behind the scene hours of helping me and Joe from my makeup to what songs the screen quartet should play. You are tr you truly are one of a kind and love struck blooms for providing the most beautiful florals I have ever seen at Heather Anderson photography for being the best wedding photographer I could ever ask for. And OMG, we can't, can we talk about our wedding venue at serendipity underscore weddings? I found this venue on my Pinterest board. The second we walked through it, I knew this was my dream venue. It seriously is like a fairy tale. I have only imagined in my dreams. Her new husband, Joe Coble, added in his own Instagram post, we made it, married, and couldn't be happier. Thanks to everyone who came out, and I, I couldn't have dreamt an enjoyable time with family, friends, and my newly wedded wife. Blank and Coble were married in Los Angeles. Of course, on behalf of 411 Mania, and I should also say here in the WWS Radio, Radio Network, congratulations to the happy couple. Absolutely. Some beautiful pictures, indeed. Pictures, pictures looking good there, guys. So, 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 congrats, so congratulations to, of course, Kelly Kelly for, on her, of course, on her, on her, of course, her, her wedding nuptials indeed. Jeffrey Harris posted this story as CM Punk talks about a possible in-ring return and discusses his biggest potential opponents. Uprocks recently interviewed former WWE superstar CM Punk, of course, Phil Brooks, who discussed his role in the new horror movie, Jacob's Wife. During the interview, Punk was asked about a potential return to wrestling and his thoughts on the matter. Here are some highlights. CM Punk on how horror movies can sometimes trick you. He says, I think that's the brilliance of horror movies, that they can kind of, that, that they can kind of Trojan horse you you got into this thinking it's a vampire movie, and then you find out very, very quickly in Jacob's Wife that this is really a movie by a married couple. We're supposed to be in this partnership, and the female in the partnership maybe feels like she's been in the shadow of the male for X amount of years. It's really about communication. Like when she speaks, is he listening to her? And this newfound power that she has is a great representation of a woman in her mid-40s, kind of rediscovering things that she, that she maybe let go of. Things that she loved, that she let go of to benefit the partnership. Uh, and and that she let go of the benefit of the partnership and marriage. 
I don't want to get too much away, but this is not your typical vampire movie. It's also a great vampire movie because it's got everything you want. It's got rats. It's got blood. It's got things. On how much he keeps up with wrestling, CM Punk says, Most of the wrestling I keep up with, I keep up on, or things I know about strictly from social media. I haven't watched a television show in a while. I would have to watch. I, I would have to watch when I was working back, working backstage with Fox. I have an opinion on stuff, but since I haven't been doing that, I haven't been watching honestly. On possible return to the ring, CM Punk says, I think the right combination could maybe be figured out, but it's also for me to figure out. It's not my world anymore. I cer- I'm certainly not Hulk Hogan. I'm going to show up somewhere and like, no, this is how it's going to be. The rest of the world doesn't necessarily need CM Punk, and that's absolutely fine. Everyone seems to be doing great. I don't know. It's like flavors of ice cream. I walk into an ice cream shop one time, and I'm like, oh, that seems like a good flavor. Give me two scoops of that. That's just got to be the right time, right place, right situation. CM Punk on the biggest potential matchups for him and a hypothetical return to the ring. From a creative mind, Punk says, from a creative mind standpoint, stepping back and looking at the landscape of, of everything, there are people in WWE that I have wrestled before that maybe in a certain situation could be interesting. There's also the business side of things. What's the biggest possible match for CM Punk? And there's Kenny Omega on one on, on the one side. And, you know, unfortunately, ironically enough for me to go back to WWE, who's the biggest match for me? It's probably Triple H. That's ironic because it's nothing I'm interested in. It's just what it is. Am I going to be a businessman businessman say that's the match? That's the big money match? Well, it's not my money, so it's not for me to say. You can see CM Punk in his new film, Jacob's Wife, which arrives in theaters, video on demand, and digitally on April the 16th. So it'll be coming out, I do believe, on Friday. So we definitely can't wait to, of course, we definitely, of course, can't wait to, uh, we definitely, of course, can't wait to, of course, see that. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of people that are talking on our Raw Rant channel chat box on Facebook, and apparently there's that. Apparently NXT must be possibly the big subject that they're talking about here. So, so I apologize for all the beeping everybody has to say. Blake Lavelle posted this story as Kurt Angle was at talks about WrestleMania this WrestleMania 17 match against Chris Benoit and how it compares to their match at the, at the 2003 Royal Rumble. On a recent edition of the Kurt Angle Show, Kurt discussed his WrestleMania 17 match in Benoit, how it compares to the Royal Rumble 2003 match, and much more, and here are some of his comments. Kurt Angle talks on WWE making the decision to put he and Chris Benoit in a match at WrestleMania 17. Kurt says, I don't think the company knew what they wanted to do with me or Benoit, and then that's the reason they put us together. I was in the program with Rock and Austin jumping back and forth wrestling them every week. So there was no real time for me to have a program with Benoit. I'm not sure they even thought of him until a week or two before WrestleMania. Benoit and I got put together because we were both top performers in the company and neither one of us had a match. So the company said, let's put the, the two best technicians in a match together. They're going to have an incredible match. Don't need much of a buildup. So let's just throw it on the card. We were more of a mid-level feature match at WrestleMania, which is fine with me. I could have wrestled Benoit WrestleMania every year. I'd do it. He was an incredible performer. On his reaction to the match, Kurt says, Honestly, I had such a little experience at the time. I didn't know how to feel about it. I was still relatively new. I was only on TV for a little over a year. 
and I was just happy that the match was finished. I would make it through my matches and relieve that I made it through because I had such little experience, so I didn't really think about it. Benoit was excited, he gave me a big hug, and said that he was freak, that he was that that's, that was freaking awesome. I took his word for it. I knew the match was good. I just didn't know how good it was. On how the WrestleMania 17 match compares to their match at the 2003 Royal Rumble, Kurt says, "I always said my favorite match of all time I ever performed was in the, was was the match was." The 2003 Royal Rumble match. The structure of the match, the way we laid it out, the false finishes, the submission trade-offs, the amateur <coughs> wrestling at the beginning, it was a, it was a well-planned out storyline with an incredible finish. Everything came together that night. I was really excited about it. I didn't know how good it was until I watched, until I watched it back. I was like, holy crap, this is the best match I ever wrestled in. And to this day, it still rings true. And, of course, we give credit to, to obviously, of course, the Kurt Angle show. If you want to, of course, if, uh, if you want to, of course, go back to this. And also on this, where I read this story, there's a way you can listen to some of his episodes. Um, of course, talking about, uh, talking about, of course, um, Kurt, Ang- Kurt, um, talking about Kurt Angle's career right there through his words, if you wish to, of course, go back and listen to it. But, yeah, I mean, him and Ben Wild were two of the best. Absolutely, without a doubt, without a doubt. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night. As Miss Bliss says, she's unlocked something truly evil and also introduced a new friend on Monday Night Raw. Miss Bliss has been awakened to something new, and she has a new friend that she revealed on Raw. Bliss appeared in a segment on last night's show when she addressed her apparent distraction of the fiend that caused the fiend to lose to Randy Orton at WrestleMania 37. Bliss had a segment of her Alexis Playground segment in which, in which she talked about how she had her life changed by darkness, which protected her and taught her everything before it went away. She knew that she started to realize that she didn't need the darkness and suggested that, that the fiend was just in her way and not helping her. She then said that she's unlocked something truly evil and she showed off her new friend, Lily, a creepy sock puppet dog. Or there's a clip right there's a clip of course on, on of the segment right here on on this tw- Twitter account for WWE it says on hashtag A-L-E-X-A's playground at A-L-E-X-A bliss underscore WWE says that she's unlocked something truly evil and she has a brand new friend hashtag WWE raw so you want to check that out here folks uh Look kind of creepy in my own personal opinion. So that's how long she's going to continue to do that. It's going to be kind of hard to say. And one somber note, ladies and gentlemen, this story came out on Sunday um, from Jeremy Thomas. I don't know if anyone's had opportunity to mention this or not, but this this came out from Jeremy Thomas, like we said on Sunday, as the father of the Hardy Boys, Matt and Jeb, sadly has passed away. I hate to end it on a somber note. Matt and Jeff Hardy have lost their father, who passed away, according to Matt. Matt posted a Twitter to reveal that Gilbert Hardy passed away a few days ago, writing, Thanks for all the kindness and love today. We greatly appreciate it. I love you, Dad. Thanks for making so many sacrifices to give myself and Jeff a fair chance at life. We are blessed to have you for so many years. Of course, on behalf of 411 Mania, and also, of course, I will express it, on behalf of the WCWS Radio Network, our condolences, of course, to the Hardy family for their loss, of course, indeed. And like we said, uh, Matt posted on his Twitter account back on Sunday 
If you want to go back and read that, please feel free to, of course, do that here indeed. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it right there with, of course, so many... Uh, Uh, there you have it with your wrestling, of course, do some music for here for tonight. Uh, and of course, like I said, uh, what we do thank for Living Mania for bringing those, bringing those stories here to us. And also, of course, we do also special, special thoughts here to our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Of course, King and W.O. Javar T. Smith and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo. <coughs> Of course, they bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And, of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Glue and Duct Tape cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor have we ever tried to do so in the past coming up on six years. Now let's see what John has here in our Wrestling and Pop Culture History Report for today, April the 13th. <clears throat> On this date, <coughs> as we start out, of course, something truly unique right here. Uh, let's see. Yes, on this date in 1990, All Japan Pro Wrestling and the WWF co-present the U.S.-Japan Pro Wrestling Summit from the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan. The joint event is attended by, by 53,742 fans. The show's main event featured Stan Hansen taking on Hulk Hogan in a special dream match. Also, ladies and gentlemen, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay. On this date, 1994 in St. Paul, in St. Uh, okay. St. Paul, Minnesota, and John, Minnesota's uh, state abbreviation is MN, not MO. MO is Missouri. So MN. So in St. Paul, Minnesota, Jesse Ventura is awarded nearly $810,000 in videotape and merchandise and royalties after Minnesota State Court found that the WWF slash WWE was liable for fraud and misappropriation of publicity rights. Ventura alleged in a suit filed in December 1991 that he never received compensation for his commentary work or royalties from his appearances on nearly 100 WWF home video releases, even though wrestlers such as Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant did, and non-wrestlers like Cindy Lauper and Mr. T did as well. The jury awarded Ventura $801,333.06 in video royalties and another $8,625.60 in merchandising royalties. The jury, let's see, yeah, that's what I, that's what I just said. Also, WWF filed an appeal, but in September 1995, the eight, eight U.S. District Court of Appeals holds up the verdict in response to the ruling the WWF removed Ventura Ventura's commentary from our programming and subsequent home video releases. But I think eventually they actually returned everything back to it. Back to that, yes. On this date here, and I believe this was in, yes, 
1997, ECW makes its pay-per-view debut with Barely Legal from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia. 1,170 people were in attendance with 70,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. The show almost never was because six months earlier, video was shown of the mass transit, transit incident which occurred between New Jack and Eric Kulos in November 1996. Kulos claimed to be 19 and was trained by Killer Kowalski, but that was not the case. Pay-per-view companies expressed concerns over the incident, and all three major pay-per-view outlets refused to carry the pay-per-view that was originally scheduled for December. Requests would reverse the decision but under one condition, including pushing the scheduled start time to 9 o'clock p.m. and multiple commentators, an advanced script of the show, and no excessive leading. Portions of the event were including a pre-show speech by ECW owner Paul Heyman was filmed for the wrestling documentary Beyond the Mat. Only two titles changed hands, and, and, only one, and one man wrestled twice in one night. The Eliminators defeated the Dudley Boys to win the ECW Tag Team titles. Terry Funk won a number one contendership match against the Sandman and Stevie Richards in a three-way dance to earn the ECW World Heavyweight title match, and after that he would eventually defeat Raven to win that title. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 1998, on Raw's War from Philadelphia, the first ever match between Stone Cold and Vince McMahon occurs. Also, throughout the challenge to McMahon and McMahon accepted, and plus, this is Vince's first ever in-ring debut match at the age of 52. McMahon slapped Austin in the face and informed Austin that Austin could be McMahon with one arm tied behind <clears throat> one arm tied behind his back. But before the match got underway, dude loves music hit. Said that there was only one cat that could bring a piece of the war zone, and that was Dude Love. McMahon showed Dude, shoved Dude, and Dude attended on in the man of a claw on McMahon, but instead he got Austin. The Rawls War show scored a 4.6, while the Nitro Nielsen TV rating was 4.2, meaning this for the first time that Rawls scored a victory over Nitro for the first time since June 1996. On this date here in the year 2000 in Indianapolis, Indiana, Taz defeated Mike Awesome in just 75 seconds to capture the ECW World Heavyweight title. Reason why? Mike Awesome signed a deal with WCW and made his uh, and made his debut there on April 10, 2000. Plans were for Awesome to drop the belt, the, the ECW World title belt, similar to what Medusa did to the women's title belt on December 18, 1995. But with Paul Heyman and his lawyers threatening legal action and WCW on thin ice with Tom Warner, the plan was ultimately scrapped. Mike was escorted by WCW security on the day of the title change. Amy would call in Vince McMahon about borrowing Taz as Mike Olsen's surprise opponent. McMahon agreed, and the rest was history. Taz won the ECW title, and he only held the title for nine days until dropping it to Tommy Dreamer at CyberSlam 2000, but would lose it a half an hour later to Just Incredible. In the days after Taz's ECW title belt, Taz took the ECW title to Raw, and on SmackDown, where he faced the, the WWF champion Triple H in a champion versus champion match. On this day in 2002, the WWA presented Eruption from the Rod Levere Arena in Melbourne, Australia. AJ Styles won the NWA Cruiserweight title in a tournament, defeating Nova. Also defeated Jerry Lynn to capture the WWA International Cruiserweight title. Scott Steiner defeated Nathan Jones by submission to capture the WWA World Heavyweight title, with Sid Vicious being the special enforcer. 
On this date here in 2008, TNA presented Lockdown from the Paul Sangus Arena in Lowell, Massachusetts. The show's hook was that every match was contested in a steel cage. Samoa Joe defeated Kurt Angle to capture the TNA World Heavyweight title. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, 2009 from Atlanta, Georgia, WWE presented the 2009 edition of the draft on Raw. As with previous editions of the draft, wrestlers were earn, would earn randomly selected picks for their wrestlers by winning interpromotional matches. Plus, this would be the last draft involving ECW. The brand was discontinued until was was discontinued in February of 2010. In a pre-show dark match, Dolph Ziggler defeated Goldust. In another pre-show match, Kurt Hawkins defeated Jimmy Wang Yang. Also, Rey Mysterio defeated Evan Bourne. Kane defeated the Brian Kendrick in 46 seconds. Maurice, Michelle McCool, and Natalia defeated Melina, Mickey James, and Kelly Kelly in 76 seconds. World Heavyweight Champion John Cena defeated ECW Champion Jack Swagger to win two draft picks for Raw. The Great Khali defeated Santino Morella in 63 seconds. Edge won a battle royal to win two draft picks for SmackDown. Christian defeated Shelton Benjamin as this would be the only win for ECW on the show. Matt Hardy defeated CM Punk by DQ. Chris Jericho defeated Tommy Dreamer. And in a non-draft pick tag team match, Batista, Shane McMahon, and Triple H defeated Legacy in a three-on-two handicap match. This is Batista's first Raw match since December of 2008. The first two picks drafted the Raw were MVP in the Big Show. When SmackDown chose Melina, meant that the women's title would become the SmackDown. It was the first time that the women's title was on SmackDown since 2002. Matt Hardy was drafted to Raw, followed by Triple H. Of course, this, this would be Matt Hardy's return to the in-ring to, in-ring to the Raw brand since 2005. CM Punk was drafted to SmackDown. The Miz was drafted to Raw after turning on John Morrison. Kane was drafted to SmackDown, followed by Chris Jericho. This is Jericho's first in-ring SmackDown return since 2002. Vladimir Kozlov was drafted to ECW. Maurice was drafted to Raw, meaning the Divas title was went to the Raw brand and remained there for its entirety until the brand extension ended in 2013 and until 2016 when it was now, of course, known as the women's title. Rey Mysterio was drafted to SmackDown, meaning that the Intercontinental title would be taken to SmackDown for the first time since August of 2002. By the way, the U.S. title was worn by MVP, meaning the U.S. title would be taken to Raw as it became a mainstay on SmackDown since its return to the WWE in December of 2003. Mr. Kennedy was drafted from SmackDown to Raw. Crime Time was drafted to SmackDown. Ms. Fox, Alicia Fox was drafted from ECW to SmackDown. The Colognes were drafted to Raw. Mike Knox was drafted to SmackDown. Ezekiel Jackson and the Bell Twins were both were drafted to Raw. Candice Michelle was drafted to SmackDown. Zack Ryder was drafted to ECW. Chavo Guerrero was drafted to Raw. Atlas Ortiz was drafted to SmackDown. Layla was also drafted to SmackDown. Hornswoggle was drafted to Raw. David Hart Smith was drafted to ECW. John Morrison was drafted to SmackDown. Natalia was drafted to ECW. Festus was drafted to Raw. Dolph Ziggler was drafted to SmackDown. Brian Kendrick was drafted to Raw. Charlie Haas was drafted to SmackDown. And Hurricane Helms was drafted to ECW. On this date in 2010, WWE announced via press release that SmackDown would be moving to Sci-Fi on October the 1st. 2010. On a state in 2012, SmackDown presented Blast from the Past, meaning that legends would return to the show. Mean Gene, o- 
Mean Gene Oberlin, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Sergeant Slaughter, Cowboy Bob Orton, Million Dollar Man, Tony the Atlas, May Young, Dusty Rhodes, Mick Foley, Teddy Biasi, among others. This is Cowboy Bob Orton's first SmackDown appearance since 05, the first Piper's Pit since 2006, first match for Mean Gene Oberlin since 1984-85 when he teamed up with Sheamus to take on Del Rio and Daniel Bryan. John said there are no official wrestling birthdays to address here, of course, as well. Now, here we go with the pop culture, history, and birthdays. On his date in 837, the best view of Haley's Comet in, in 2,000 years took place. On his date in 1796, the first elephant, elephant arrives in the United States from India, and he looks like J.D. On his date in, also uh, in 1861, after 34 hours of bombardment, Fort Sumter surrenders to the Confederates. On his date in 1865, Raleigh, North Carolina, was captured by Union forces. Uh, uh, John Raleigh is uh, spelled R-A-L-E-I-G-H. Sorry about that. On his date in 1904, U.S. Congress authorizes Lewis and Clark Expo $1 gold coin. Hmm. On his date in 1908, groundbreaking for Philadelphia's Shy. Park, S-H-I-B-E, Park, the home of the of Major League Baseball as, Athletics, as well as the Phillies, and, of course, the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles. On his day in 1918, the electrical fire kills 38 mental patients at the Oklahoma State Hospital. On his day in 1920, Helen Hamilton is appointed as the first woman United States Civil Service Commissioner. On his day in 1923, the U.S. Army wins first college three weapon fencing championships. 1926, on the date at the age of 38, Walter Johnson pitches his seventh opening day shutout. On the date 1933, the New York Rangers beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 1-0 in overtime for a 3-1 series win. First best of four, ser- four final series at the Stanley Cup for the Stanley Cup final. 1940, on the date, the Rangers and the Maple Leafs faced off again with the Rangers winning once again. This is the Rangers' last Cup win until 1994. On the date 1943, Franklin... D. Roosevelt dedicates the Jefferson Memorial. And I think John tried to put up a picture, but apparently it did not work. Uh, on this day in 1944, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Chicago Blackhawks 5-4 in overtime for a 4-0 series sweep. The Canadiens' first triumph since 1931. On this day in 1946, A.D. Klepp, a white pitcher signed by defending Negro League champ Cleveland Buckeyes, is barred from the field. In, in Birmingham, Alabama. On the state 1948, a Hadash convoy ma- massacre occurs as 79 people are killed by bombs, grenades, and sniper fire. On the state 1953, the first games of the Milwaukee Braves and the Baltimore Orioles. The Braves beat the Reds 2 0, while the Orioles uh, lose to the Tigers in Detroit 3 0. Oh, the Orioles' first game was in 1954. Also on that same day, Heck Aaron plays his very first game. On the state in 1957, the Boston Celtics win the 11th NBA championship by defeating the St. Louis Hawks four games to three. On the state in 1962, Stan Musial scores his 1,869th run, a new National League record. Uh, thank you, John. My apologies for correcting you. On the state in 1963, Pete Rose, before being dropped on his head by Kane three times at WrestleMania, triples for his first major league base hit. Also on that same day, the Pirates Bob Friend balks four times in a game. 
1965, the Beatles released their single entitled Help. And also on that same day, the Beatles win and the song Girl from Ipanema win the seventh annual Grammy Awards. On 1970, Apollo 13 announces, Okay, Houston, we had a problem here as a beach tank explodes en route to the moon. Also on that same day, o Oakland uses gold-colored bases during the club's home opener. Also on that same day, Merle Haggard and Tammy Wynette win the fifth Academy of Country Music Awards. On 1972, the first baseball player strike ends after 13 days. 1975, Christian Falange kills 27 Palestinians starting the Lebanese Civil War. On 1976, the first NBA playoff game for the Cleveland Cavaliers as they lose 195 to Washington. On 1978, Reggie Jackson slugs a three-run home run in the first inning and the field is showered. Let's say 1979, the longest doubles ping pong match ends after 101 hours. Impressive. I say 1980, before it was a movie, the musical Grease closes at Broadhurst Theater, New York City, after 3,388 performances. I want to say 1983, Tony Ayala gets 35 years on sexual assault as he was the undefeated middleweight boxer. I want to say 1984. For the 11th space shuttle mission returns to the Earth. Of course, JD was outside on the nose right there. He got burned up upon re-entry. That's why he got that bad tan. Yee. On a say, also on that same day, Pete Rose becomes the first National Leaguer to get 4,000 hits in a career. On a say, 1986, the Boston Celtics end their season with a 40 and one home uh, win record. Not that's not too shabby. I would say in 1987, the first three San Diego Padres hit home runs off a San Francisco starter, Roger Mason. I would say in 1990, the fourth largest NBA crowd, see Orlando play at Minneapolis. And Pat Sajak's late night TV show is the final episode on CBS. And also the Rangers beat the Islanders, Islanders from four score 6-5. to five. 1992 on this date, Chicago's underground tunnels flood. Also on that same day, longest two two undefeated baseball teams to meet: the New York New York New York Yankees versus the Toronto Blue Jays, with the Yanks breaking the Blue Jays' streak. I would say 1994, uh, uh, asteroid 7373 Takei discovered, and it was named after George Takei, best known for Sulu from Star Trek. Hmm. Oh my. I'm sorry, I had to do that. I'll say in 1995, the Yankees beat the Mets, Mets two to nothing. That's what actually what I just said, uh, the, the the George Takei impression. That's what JD says every time he sees a girl naked. Oh my. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, I'm gonna say 1996, on route to NHL record 62 victories. The Detroit Red Wings win win number 61. I'll say in 1997, Tiger Woods wins his first major title at the 61st U.S. Masters Tournament. The final round of that one, ladies and gentlemen, is on the Sports Roundup page if you want to go back and relive that, by the way. Um, Hartford Whalers and Mario Lemieux played their last NHL regular game on that same day. And also a rare doubleheader played at, in the same city. The Giants and Mets and Oakland A's against the Yankees in New York after rain on the previous day, April 12, 1997. On a state in 2002, Pedro Carmona, interim president of Venezuela, resigns one day after taking office. 
On say 2004, Barry Bonds hits his 661st career home run, passing his godfather Willie Mays on the Major League Base- Baseball all-time list. On his day in 2014, Manny Pacquiao uh, wins the WBO welterweight boxing title, defeating Timothy Bradley. On his day in 2015, Avengers Age of Ultron premieres in Los Angeles. Of course, as you know, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, Chris Evans, Captain America, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, and Scarlett Johansson, of course, Black Widow. <clears throat> and, of course, uh, uh, let's see. Um, um, Jared DiGiromo playing the man in pink. Uh, on his day in 2020, uh, Bernie Sanders. Bert Sanders. <laughs> Blooper time. Ugh. Bernie Sanders endorses former rival Joe Biden for president. Also, on that same day, Andrew Cuomo says, I believe the worst is over if we continue to be smart referring to the pandemic as the death toll passes 10,000. Today would have been the birthday of the third president, Thomas Jefferson, who was born in Albemarle County, Virginia. He was also responsible for signing the Declaration of Independence on July 4, 1776, and also became the president from 1801 through 1809 until he died on July 4, 1826, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence, alongside John Adams. Today would have been the 115th, Birthday of poet and playwright Samuel Beckett. He died in ni- 1989. And there is, of course, one re- one birthday, a wrestling birthday. Happy 51st birthday to former TNA and WWE wrestler. We also knew him as Marcus Corvan, but we also knew him as Monty Brown. Just call me smooth. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, happy 49th birthday to the lead singer of the band Stained, Aaron Lewis. Happy 46th birthday to Lou Bega, who is best known for the song Mambo Number no. 5, which is what Justin sings every time he gets to bed. Uh, of course, that was a hit in 1999. <laughs> he, would, <laughs> he would probably kill me now if, I actually, if he actually heard me say that. Um, today would have been the 45th birthday of Jonathan Brandis. Today, happy 38th birthday to Hunter Pence. Um and John says there is no no movies that came out on this date. Uh, but John says he's going to check some NASCAR stuff. I want to say 2003, Jeff Gordon wins the race at Martinsville. And say 1997, Jeff Gordon wins at Bristol. 1986, the late Dale Earnhardt wins at Darlington. Uh, let's see. 1980, uh, David Pearson wins his final NASCAR Cup win. And John says, so he's got for the history and birthdays here, of course, tonight. So, John, <coughs> we thank you very much for bringing that here to our attention here this evening. And also, once again, we want to thank 411 Mania for bringing us tonight's wrestling news and views here this evening. Once again, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not hear this, of course, on Sunday, our thoughts and prayers, our condolences, of course, with, or with the family, or with, of course, Matt and Jeff Hardy and the entire Hardy family on the loss of their father, Gilbert, who, who of course, Passed away, I believe it was sometime. I believe it was might have been sometime before Sunday. I'm not sure, but that's we don't know the full specifics of that. But but uh, of course, our thoughts and prayers are with are with the Hardy family here tonight. <clears throat> of course, one six zero five five six two zero four 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 caller ID one three eight zero five five pound episode nine hundred and seventy five of WCWS Revolution. Uh, 
Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. <clears throat> Mr. WCWUS, Chad Hinshaw, as well as, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross, here, of course, here with us. And we'll see we have a couple of gentlemen here standing by. Let's go ahead and bring them in here, of course, right now. First off, I will go ahead and tell you that both of these men are part of the broadcast team for WCWS Sports Machine every Friday afternoon right here on TalkShoot.com. Both are, of course, two-fourths of the WCWS eight-man tag team champions, I should say. Uh, our first man, of course, is a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He's also part of the broadcast team as well for WCWS Raw Radio, as well as, of course, a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. Of course, as we said, including part of including being part of the eight-man tag champions. Of course, he is the current Hell in a Form World Heavyweight Champion, and also, of course, the current WWS NFL Champion, WWS Revolution Champion, among others. <coughs> and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, he is, of course, the Marvel superhero known as the Man in Pink. But we're not going to say why he's why why he looks like that, but we're we're going to keep that to ourselves. Uh, Anyway, and the second gentleman right here, of course, folks, he and he's also a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. He is also, of course, the general manager of WCWS Fan Empire, of course, here on, on Facebook. He is, of course, like I said, our our our, our second uh, man in our uh, history and birthday history birthday reports. Uh, also, of course, a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the man who, of course, a little while ago was donning something that may kind of reminded me of MC Hammer. I don't know what it was, but I, I, I couldn't begin to tell you. Uh, but also, but also, of course, like I said, he was actually doing the twist kind of like Chubby Check this a few minutes ago. Uh, and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, who can forget, of course, the lightness between, with both, uh, both Lionel Richie and Arsenio Hall, which makes us every single time we see him, he, we have to do this. Hello, ooh, 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 ooh. and I don't know if he's getting tired of that or not, but I'm sure he'll probably let us know here at some point. If he ever gets tired of it, we may have to stop it. I don't know, but we'll just have to ask him and see. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and welcome to 975 of Revolution here, of course, here tonight. I bring you the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, gentlemen, we welcome you both to tonight's show. Thank you for being here. Uh, hey, Chad. Thank you for being here tonight. Howdy, howdy. Good to be here. Thank you very much. Uh, I know that we have a lot to, of course, talk about here, and I, <clears throat> and of course, uh, especially, of course, like I said, we're going to get to our thoughts about what happened on Raw. We're going to get our thoughts as to what happened on night one of NXT, but I'm sure before, before, but I'm sure before, I'm sure, I'm sure Okay, I don't know what the heck that was. And before and before we, of course, do that, uh, like I said, I know JD's got a lot of other things he wants to, of course, get off of his chest, leading in towards, of course, our discussions here. So while I'm going to take a tiny, tiny breather, I'm going to sit here and just chill and relax because, I mean, that's all I, that's all I right now need to do because resting, resting is good. Resting is very good. But in the meantime, JD, please go ahead. Anything you wish to add before, of course, we get into or deep into our discussions here tonight, uh, please uh, go ahead and bring us what you else that you might have on the table, please. Okay. 
The viewership last night for Raw Howard did 2.026, up from 1.70. Hour 1 did 2.12. Hour 2 did 2.09. The final hour did 1.86. It was a year ago, however, they delivered 1.91 million viewers, however. And, of course, however, the week before, delivered 2 million viewers for the night after WrestleMania 26, however. Now, the three hours of Raw, however, did a .68 rating. Last week's show averaged a .52 in the 14 to 9, 1849 demo age. Meanwhile, Howard, tonight, of course, is the debut of NXT on USA, and here's what we got so far. MSK, Wesley, and Ash Carter took on Drake Maverick and Killing Dane for the tag team titles. MSK ended up winning that one, if you will. Mercedes Martinez defeated Jessica Maya, however, in short order. Next, Santos Escobar took on Kushida. We now have a new Cruiserweight champion. Santos Escobar is no longer the champion as Kushida won the match, if you will. Also, of course, however, like I said, uh, from there we had, uh, of course, uh, Monet show up tonight. Ty Valkyrie, Frankie Monet show up, however, if you will. Isaiah Swerve Scott defeated Leon Ruff, however. And right now, I believe this is our main event right now. Tonight, a mixed tag team match. Bronson Reed, Dexter Luma, Shotzi, and Ember Moon taking on the way. Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, and Austin Theory, if you will. We'll see what happens, however, as that is what's happening tonight on NXT. Uh, meanwhile, of course, also earlier today, however, believe it or not, however, we heard the news, however, in case no one heard, however, former Pittsburgh Steeler and Pittsburgh Panther legend, football superstar James Conner has signed a one-year contract, however, with the Arizona Cardinals, if you will. And in NBA action, however, also tonight, however, our thoughts and prayers, however, certainly go to Jamal Murray. He tore an ACL in his left knee, definitely, however, as apparently he injured last night, however, if you will, however, with this injury. He had been averaging 21.5 points per game, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists per game. The Nuggets have won 17 of their past 20, and now are going to be with our, possibly more than likely, the rest of the season. Okay. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. Uh, uh, J.D., before we get into anything else, I need to mention here, as I mentioned before, letting you and Justin on, one story that came out, I guess it was came out during WrestleMania, because it was, it was according to according to Portland Mania, they posted the story on Sunday. Uh, do you have any specifics on, on how Matt and Jeff Hardy's father passed away? Any chance? Uh, I have not heard that, surprisingly, but again, I would like to express my thoughts and condolences. Definitely go out to Matt and Jeff and the entire Hardy family over this very heartbreaking tragedy. It is tragic. Say. It is very sad, however, if you yeah, will. So very tragic. Hardy. It is definitely our thoughts are personal. Yeah, with him, however. In fact, our, in fact, our Blake Lavelle said earlier today, however, I uh, guess, however, about, however, knowing his father's sacrifice helped raise him after their mother passed away due to cancer. He said, however, did say this, however, in an Instagram post earlier today, the following, however. There's been a huge outpouring of love and kindness today after the news of our dad's passing. We greatly appreciate it. Our mother tragically died of cancer in 1987 when Jeff and I were still pre-teenagers. Myself, Jeff, and our dad were at our bedside when she took her final breath that day. It was the first time we had seen our father cry. Our dad said that we must all go on for our mom. That's what she would want. That's exactly what she should do in her memory. Our dad sacrificed so much and worked so hard to provide us as a single, as a single parent. Our dad always made sure we had food to eat, clothes to wear, and a roof over our head. 
Our dad started, however, mind you, as our biggest critic when we first wanted to chase the dream of being pro wrestlers. After a few years of struggling and finding success in the WWE, our dad became our biggest fan. He was so proud to be the Hardy Boys' daddy and recorded every match, however, of ours on his VCR. Dad was a favorite of Hardy fans, even earning the nickname of the quote, Legend. Jeff and I feel so blessed to have had our dad had our dad live to be 87 years old. He got to see his children live out their dreams and give him many grandchildren to continue the hearty name and bloodline. Early last Tuesday morning, our dad passed away. Jeff and I were with him at home and by his bedside when he took his final breath. My brother Jeff was our dad's guardian angel the last couple of years, and I was fortunate to spend lots of time and have many conversations with my dad the last few months. I felt at peace with him. Just like our dad stated when our mom had passed, he would want Jeff and I would want to go on. Today, we lay him to rest tower beside our mother and hope that he had been reunited after being apart for almost 35 years. So definitely our thoughts and prayers go out to Jeff and the entire Hardy family. Absolutely, indeed. And I'm sure I know Matt had a match, I think, on AEW Dark. Uh, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was. I think it, yeah, I think it was tonight. Not. In fact, uh, I'll pull that up right Next now time. and tell you what happened. Uh, yes, he did do that tonight. You are correct on that. And uh, he did take on, uh, I'm going to take a look here, who took on, Ken Broadway, however, and defeated him inside of four minutes. Now, tomorrow night, Howard, on Dynamite, Howard, we understand these are the matches we will see tomorrow night, Howard. Chris Statlander, the only boop girl, Howard, will return tomorrow night for the first time in quite a while, however, as she will take on Amber Nova. Chris Jericho will take on, of course, Dax Harwood, of the pinnacle, Mike Tyson will be the special ring enforcer. He has already told how are both members, how are if you will, how are pinnacle and of the dark or uh, pinnacle and of course the inner circle. Nice catch. Uh, that basically they are not allowed at ringside. Also, Matt Hardy, however, will get his shot, however, at the TNT Championship, if you will, as he will take on our Darby Allen tomorrow night, if you will, however, as far as that goes. And that should be a really good match, however, to say the least, tomorrow night. Also tomorrow night, we understand, however, the Young Bucks, of course, however, will take on, however, Pack and Ray Fenex, however, for the tag titles. Anthony Agogo will make his in-ring debut. And Red Velvet will take on Jade Cardgill. I'm sure that's possibly a payback from uh, from the match that they did with involving Cody Rhodes and Shaq, too. I'm sure that's a little bit... Probably the first yeah. time they probably had an opportunity to, uh, to possibly have a little payback for that. So that's well, what it's I'm been thinking. what several weeks since they have. So it has been a good okay. while, a few All right, thank months, you. I believe. Yes, to answer your question. Yes, I believe that is correct. And uh, let's see. I do believe. I think I have, if I see anything else, I'm, I'm seeing if anything else happen today. So bear with me. I will let you know how. So let me see here. Um. Okay. Um, while you do that, while you do that, let me go ahead and read John. John's got his thoughts on the raw. Let me go ahead and get his thoughts. And right while you're looking at it over, please. Uh, John says here, of course, the raw after WrestleMania is supposed to be exciting. Last night was an it was there wasn't anything exciting. Also, of the return of the Karen of wrestling, Charlotte Flair, who ruined what would have been a potentially good rematch between Oscar and Rhea Ripley because her wife. Can and of course referring to Vincent Man because she loves speaking to them to the manager all the time. And John says, Yes, he yes, he's yes, he said it. 
Charlotte Flair is a Karen of wrestling, not Bailey. Charlotte well, Bailey still is too after what she did Sunday. Uh, but Raw was pissed was, was pissed for in his opinion, and that's it for his thoughts. And also, as far as the NXT goes, here we'll talk more about NXT tomorrow night. But he just want to add one thing that, of course, congrats to Kush- to Kushida for winning the cruiserweight title. So at least Santos didn't have a chance to relish that victory from last week very long, apparently. So, so, well, so, think about think about two also. Well, think about two. Okay, look at those two guys you just mentioned. Okay. She, Devlin held the bell for 439 days. Escobar for 322 days. That's something when you think about sure. it. Well, it is. I mean, it's a good accomplishment. I've got to mention something here, guys. I was reviewing, as you know, of course, our page called the WCWS NXT NG Video Vault, where we post a lot of great wrestling moments and matches and stuff. You've heard me talk about that page all the time. Believe it or not, I was looking through some of the recent stuff I posted, okay? You, on this page, they've got a thing where it says, like, the number, I guess, the number of people that this post has, that your post or video, whatever, has reached. You might have seen that on that page here recently. I, it's the first time I've seen a number this big. It's for the video where Bailey confronts first Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil, and then the Bellas come out and does the same thing to the Bellas. Y'all know what we're talking about here. Y'all saw that I did last first time I've seen You know how many times that post that, that post reached out? My page? Fifty-two times. No, I'm serious. Fifty-two yeah, times. And then the most, the most I've had, the most I've had for any video I posted, that's been like, it's, it's like not even 30. And this one reached 52. It's just one video. So, big time, man. Big time. Uh, Justin, I don't know if that's coming to you or not. I just want to turn it down. I guess back Oh, sorry. Um, we, 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 well, you heard something? Uh, yeah, I'm hearing something like a TV <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sometimes sometimes that happens. It's not your fault. Sometimes that happens. I don't know what, why, why it does, but it does. Okay. But it's okay. It's, it's okay. We'll try to work around it here. Because during my newscast, my, my news here a little while ago, I'm sure y'all saw. The, let that thing out for the last few minutes. Y'all see what he's put down on the page. It's amazing. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to welcome someone in here. Someone, another panelist, of course, in here as well. He is also a member of John Gross' Sports and Wrestling Corporate Facebook page. He is course, one half of the OBWS and PWI Tag Team Champions alongside the Superplex Machine, John Gross, as well as, of course, a member of the broadcast team for Sports Machine every Friday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoot.com, and hailing from the great state of Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, every time he's on, J.D. has to run because he's going to talk about something having to do with his coffee. Uh, but uh, we will be <laughs> in the meantime. 
In the meantime, it's going to bring him in here right now. That's what's nine seventy-five of revolution. The King of Clubs, Mint Patel. Mint, we welcome you, sir. Nine seventy-five of revolution. Here's the happy year, buddy. Hey, Mint. What's up? Okay. All right, gentlemen. Um, I know that everyone here, I'm sure, might have a few little things to say about uh, what happened last night here on Raw. We're going to, we'll start with that before we get into, of course, our discussion of night one of NXT. Because uh, I said we're going to have we're going to have a busy week here and some wrestling talk here, and, I, and that's how, the best way I could possibly do this. So let's let, let let's start here. Uh, and of course, if anything, guys, stands out. I mean, not this entire show, unless you think the entire show stood, stands out in your opinion, then that's your opinion. But let me go ahead and ask everybody here. First, let me start with Justin right here. I know Justin. Is there any that did anything in your personal opinion stand out for you last from last night's edition of Raw coming off the heels of WrestleMania 37? Well, I made I made a video for um um that um early this morning about um last night um, about Charlotte Flair and um I showed it JD um J J JD um you seen it right? Oh yeah, I've seen it. Yes, it's very good, yes. And um I said yeah, um, I, I saw a little bit of it. I heard, I've been you know I've been hearing I'm Charlotte Flair saying. Charlotte Flair said that she's saying some some shit about her, saying that, that um that she's the um she says she says I don't steal opportunities, I I am the opportunity. Woo! And, and you know, and last night I, I even saw her um ruin mess up a good freaking match between um Rhea Ripley. And Oscar in a rematch from WrestleMania 237. Now you know what that and and, and I, I, I say I can say this. Damn you, Vince, Bruce, and Kevin Dunn for messing up a good messing up a good rematch last night. Bastards. Now you know what this means? That means Oscar Oscar's gonna I mean Charlotte's gonna be back in the title pictures. Now it's gonna be a triple threat at the um WrestleMania Backlash, which, which which happens to be a stupid name. I know you agree, JD. I know you agree, yep. Chad. Yeah. WrestleMania Backlash, stupid name. Um, I can say 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 this about Charlotte. Um, you know what, Charlotte? Uh, oh boy, Charlotte. You know what, Charlotte? I'm going to say this to you. In the words of Chris Jericho, would you please shut the hell up? And in the words of The Rock, know your role and shut your mouth. Because if Rhea beats you, you're going to whine. I mean, oh, 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 I have another one, another one, another one, another one. I don't know. Oh, um, let me rephrase, repeat that. Why don't you STFU and GTFU? Because if Rhea, Rhea beats you, you're going to whine and make excuses and have no one to blame but yourself. 
how about if you how about you do this how about if you um run home to your dad go roam your daddy rick flair and prove to and prove to him you don't have a you don't have a cop and oh how about, how about, how about you be a woman for once <laughs> And that's all I have to say about that. And that's the bottom line because okay. Justin Lewis Fleming says so, you piece of trash. Ooh. A blonde hair piece of trash, that's what she is. Did you hear also a story that I read here before we go any further? The story that I read here, apparently somebody trolled Charlotte on social media. Apparently, I guess from, from what she was, what she had on, uh, um, what she had last night, said that it looked like somebody, that looked like, it, it, she looked like a stick figure that was thrown by an eight-year-old kid. Did y'all see that story? Did y'all see that? I'm sorry. And she and she and she, and she actually tweeted this out. She deleted it. I think it said something about I don't need any man to tell me about how I should. Now I'm hearing a vacuum. Someone vacuum. Oh, who, who was that? I'm here to vacuum or a washing machine, or I'm here to some somebody here is JD. Stop cleaning up your room for me. Well, I think that's my I think uh, that's my mother washing washing the um hose. Oh, she's oh okay. All right, my, my apologies. I'm sorry. That was just a bad reverb there. Okay. Um. Um. Also, um, let's see, Mint, any, is there anything in particular that, 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 that uh, kind of stuck out in your mind here as far as um, about what happened on Raw last night? Um, fuck no. This was the worst post-Raw WrestleMania ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's 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 uh, that's the best way to put it. We had a brief visit here, gentlemen, from the cowboy Clinton James Smith, who actually just 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 put some of that in our chat box, and in, in reference to, of course, what he was talking about here, as 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 far as uh, um, as as far as, of course, um. um as far as, of course, uh, the deal with Charlotte, all he said was, someone needs to tell Charlotte that Pinocchio wants his nose back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. And also, and oh, now, now, if you thought that's bad, listen to this one. Now, I mean, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, when I say bad, I mean funny is what I mean. So, I mean, no disrespect to Clinton. So. There's other phrases, and she also needs to give Michael Jackson his face back. Oh, dear <laughs> Lord and mighty. Um, and John, and of course, 
And of course, John says, LOL moment of the year goes to at Clinton Smith. Oh my God. Okay. All right, John, that's your, that's your thing to do if you wish. So, all right. Uh, now, JD, I know you got something you got to say about what happened last night. Goes, you told me this yourself when you called me and called me and told me about what happened. And I'm sorry I did not get your last call, but I was possibly already out like a lot. No problem. No problem. Um, so I know you got a lot to say about what happened last night. So, so please go ahead. And as much as I'm going to hate to put it this way, uh, um, if you got any pressure you got to release, don't release it out of oh, your butt. Just I release do. it out of your and mouth. So. Oh, and Clinton yeah. says one more thing. You might want to give Britney, Britney Spears her hairdo back, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Dude looks like a lady. Dude looks like a lady. That should be her theme song. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, JD, <laughs> before I say anything else stupid, what's your thoughts about what happened on Raw? Please go ahead. All right. Keep in mind, if I say anyone, I do apologize ahead of time, and that too. We've always known that the day after WrestleMania is usually a good time. So much. A big name here returns after being off for quite a long time. A new name pops up after we had seen them and heard about them previously. We thought last night going into... uh, the show after WrestleMania, this was going to be a positive thing. Was this a positive show? <laughs> the quote, however, Al Borland, Richard Karn, in uh, improving the old TV show, I don't think so. Dustin mm-hmm. said it best. Once again, the racist, narcissistic, egomaniacal, Heartless, soulless, jackass, womanizing, basically uh, so-called lazy, if you want to call him that, however, but more so the old racist, bigoted, narcissistic fool, Vince McMahon is two boyfriends, Mr. I love you, bitch boy Bruce Pritchard, and of course his other little boyfriend of him, Kevin Bucktooth Beaver, douchebag dickhead Dunn, couldn't come up with a good show. They had no preview, no uh, uh, matches listed in the preview. They had nothing written down, I'm sure, on the paper. And if they did, how they probably tore up the script and had to rewrite it over and over again, I'm sure, ahead of time because they didn't have an idea what the hell to write on the show because it shows that they don't have any sack whatsoever. Speaking of sack, we were sacked for a big loss, however, no pun intended, in football terms for the announced team. We have a new person, Adnan Vic, however, replacing Tom Phillips. Apparently, Tom Phillips had COVID over the weekend, we understand. And apparently, what's that? Adnan Vic. Adnan Vic, yes. Vic, thank you. Uh, replacing Tom Phillips. We have Byron Saxton, still acting boring as ever. And then, let's bring Carmella's man on to, back to Monday Night Raw as the third member of the announced team, and that is the creepy man himself, the sea sucker himself, clown shoes Corey Graves from my hometown, if you will. Oh, goody. And, of course, speaking oh, of it, we started, out, we, we started this show, yeah. of course, 
with, of course, with, of all people, Matt Riddle taking on the almighty Bobby Lashley. Because Matt Riddle must have been so high from the night before, however, at the WrestleMania party, he continued to uh, show how spaced out he really was, however, if you will, however, no pun intended, when he challenged him to a match, however, even though Lashley didn't want to do that to start the show, however, and just wanted to do a speech and get out of there ahead of time, I'm sure. Well, what happened? Oh, yeah. Once again, it just goes to show you at times how Matt Merrill can be annoying and totally a moron and a boob, let's just say. Go figure. Then, of course, we saw the Viking Raiders take on Bobby's former friends, Howard in the Hurt Business, Cedric Alexander, and, of course, uh, Sheldon Benjamin, and make short work of them. Then, we got to a segment involving the so-called Queen Charlotte Flair, the clown. Yes, folks, the blonde-ass bitch, however, had a lot to say and once again run her stupid little whorish mouth, however, when she wasn't basically rubbing and tugging Vince's balls, however, along with the rest of the entire front office of the WWE. And she said, of course, like Justin said, however, she thought she was superior in every way, however, and she thinks she's superior in every way because she should be given another opportunity of going after the Women's Championship. Like Justin said, and I told this to MLD earlier this afternoon, however, when we talked, however, and if she was on the air, I'd say the same thing again to MLD, however, to her girl, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte, shut the F up, okay? You stupid bitch. You don't deserve shit. The reason why you've been given time after time opportunity is because you find a way to blow Bruce's balls, however, and suck Vince's dick, no pun intended, however, in getting opportunities handed to you. piece of trash bitch. And it just goes to show you, however... Just because you're a daddy, who your daddy is, how you should deserve title opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And do you deserve every opportunity handed to you after so many chances? After a while, no, you don't. I'm sorry, you don't. But of course, you're going to get it back, obviously, Howard. And you're going to say, Howard, that you deserve it, Howard, because you're a flare, Howard. And of course, you're going to find a way to rob and tug management's, uh, let's just say, front end and back end, however, no pun intended, with your fake little teeth and your blonde ass looks and your big ass boobs because you think you're so genetically superior in every way. And what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, you're going to bury people like Lana, like Dana Brooke, like Naomi, like freaking uh, uh, Rhea Ripley, who just got that woman's title, however, after a hard fought match against Oscar, if you're going to call it a hard fought match, and especially against my girl. Becky Lynch. But again, you're going to show once again how much of a stupid little backstabbing little broad you really are. Hopefully Rhea Ripley will riptide your sorry ass and basically rip you a new one and then some. Then we go to another stupid segment involving the Cleveland crap clown himself, the A-lister himself, the moron meatball himself, Mike the Miz Mazan, his blonde wife, if you will, however, and uh, let's just say, however, his significant his other, if you will, the somewhat blonde-ass little, uh, let's just say, uh, moron, if you want to call her that, however, Maurice. And, of course, the meatball himself, Johnny Drip Drip, a.k.a. Johnny Meatball Morrison. And as a result, we saw a handicap match, if you will, however, against Damian Priest, minus Bad Bunny. And what happens? Oh, yeah, let's find a way to bury Damian Priest, however, mind you, however, the night after WrestleMania. Good job, Bruce. Good job, Vincent Dunn. Way to make everyone uh, show how much you really care about NXT by once again slapping everyone across the face 
with your ego, however, and also other things that I'm, I've said time and time again about your members before. Because it just goes to show you how you have two, three, or should I say three little maggots, however, that find a way to just basically bury one of the most unique wrestlers in NXT and who has been doing okay a little bit since coming up on the roster, but could have really made a significant name for himself now that he's without his good friend Bad Bunny, if you will, by getting a good solid win against uh, two guys who right now are lucky that they're still even employed by the company, if you will. Then we go to a segment involving Alexa Bliss, however, and uh, all I can say about this is please end this. I'm tired of seeing... Little Miss Piss on my television every week, however. Where's Nikki Cross been? Where is freaking Ricochet been? Hell, where is Drew Gulak and uh, freaking uh, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza been? Oh, Bloody that's Murphy. right. I'm sorry. They're in the... Where are they? Oh, that's right. They're in the back, howling, catering most of the time, however. Not being used at all. And if they are being used, they're being yeah, used on C-level shows. Like, like main events. Yeah, but that but she has we haven't seen Russell. We haven't seen Russell. But anyway, let's talk about another bunch of women who are getting on my last nerve. No pun intended, if you will. Yes, I'm talking about the irresistible force that she calls herself. The rocks needs herself. No selling nasty nebby uh nasty nebby nosy, Nine let's just say nosy not, yeah, nasty nebby and nosy Nia Jax. And of course her girlfriend and tag team partner, the submission magician Slimy, sneaky, sh- shitty, sneaky Shayna Baszler, and they took on like Mandy Rose and Dana and, and, and Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke last night, and of course they decided to make fun of Mandy's little like flip up that happened Shana at WrestleMania Baszler. Saturday night. But by the way, Naya, how'd your whole feel last night yet again when you got embarrassed? However, basically, no pun intended. However, when you slipped on your it's fat really ass. Bad. However, no pun intended. However, when you tried to get back in the ring. However. To take care of Dana, Brooke, and Mandy. I guess you were the butt of the joke, no pun intended, once again, were you? You thought, however, you had the last laugh on Dana and Mandy. Well, guess what? It turned out the shoe was on the other foot, wasn't it? Then we go to the main event, however, mind you, however, involving Drew, Braun Strowman, and Randy Orton. Yeah, let's have Randy Orton once again find a way to kiss Vince's ass and have another title opportunity handed to him on a silver fucking platter. As if oh, he hasn't been given enough opportunities over the last several months oh, however, over and over again by the front office. Now let me finish, Justin. Let's give Braun Strowman, who just finished a stupid, no pun intended feud, with Vince's somewhat sneaky, slimy, scummy, sh- scummy shithead of a son, Shane McMahon, however, and put him in the title picture again. Or give him another chance to get him back in the title scene. And then, of course, there's the Scar Super Psychopath, of course, himself. The dangerous, uh, let's just say, dragon, if you will, Drew McIntyre. And in the end, Drew wins. But what happened afterward? Oh, that's right. More very pissant, however, in his pimp suit, no pun intended, and his stupid cane came out, however, minus his client, the somewhat brutalizer, Bobby Lashley, however, saw what took place. And apparently now he has two new friends, however, if you want to call them friends, however, joining up with his client, the Almighty. And who are they? Oh, let's talk about them. Teabag of Retribution and Mace. Gee, they just broke up Retribution a few weeks ago, and now you're putting these two... Yeah, I was just going to say right there, Justin, you just stole my next thought there. Yes, thank you, and I appreciate you 
filling in that spot for me. Yes. Dustin Newt, a very good point. It does not make sense. What is what is the culprit, or what is the story about this? And even Mitt will agree with me, too. What is the story of T-Bag and May showing up with Bobby and uh, freaking uh, MVP? What was the story behind this? Can somebody please fill me in? But, yeah, overall, this show was absolutely a train wreck gone wrong. Once again, WWE continues to show, as is the case every Monday night, they are turning into WCW more and more, 2000-2001. Vince, Bruce, and uh, you, Kevin Dunn, and I know Justin would agree with me if he did this, another video of this, would agree with me on this. This is not 1999-2000, I said many times over. This is held this time in 2001. This is freaking 2021. This isn't the Monday Night Wars where you're battling every Monday night with TNT or TBS on the Turner stations. You're on one network and one network only owned by Peacock and NBC itself, and that is simply USA, which has been your home for many years. But over the course of the last several years, we've seen time and again the booking at times be erratic. That being said, how much more erratic can we see? And how much more pathetic showings are we going to see? Every week, it just seems like Raw and Raw doesn't get any better. They continue to get worse and worse. So, here's a little memo message out to Vince McMahon and his front office people. And I hope you're listening, Vince. And if you're not listening, shame on you. Either you fix the problem, or I'll find a way along with John, Justin, Mitt, and anyone else on this show, if anyone wants to join me in my crusade, however, come up to your house there in Grand Connecticut, kick in the door with a baseball bat with my damn foot, beat up, your sorry race, beat up your sorry racist old geriatric ass, kick in the ding-ding, pick what's left of your balls and sack, however, stomp on it to the point where you'll be bleeding buckets, no pun intended, and again, I apologize if I offend anyone with this, and then basically rip your face out and shove it down out your throat and out your ass, basically. And if not, I'll throw you in the freaking Atlantic Ocean there where the sharks and the piranhas can eat your sorry dead carcass. What's left of it. Because you, my friend, are showing once again you are absolutely full of shit. You're arrogant. You're narcissistic. You're racist. You're bigoted. You're heartless. You're soulless. You're spineless. You're uh, gutless. Do I need to say any more? I don't think I do. All I can say is right now, if this keeps up, and I've said this many times over on every show on this, on this network and offline and online to you guys through messages and texts and calls. WWE could be looking at the final chapter. So right now, as I've said many times over, I want to continue to say, WWE right now was born in the mid-60s. At this point in time, if nothing, oh, wait, improves, wait, in the next few, if nothing improves before this year or so, WWE was called WWE in 1952. No, yeah, but let me say that. Yeah, but it didn't become Worldwide Wrestling Federation or WWE until '63. You're right. It did begin as 1952, Justin. You're right. But let me say this: if this keeps up, we could be looking at the final chapter. They might not make it another two years. They might not make it to where it will be 60 years in county. It might end well before that. So right now we're on 58 years at the moment. So unless it improves in the next in the next amount of time, we could be looking after five and a half plus decades, almost near six, the final chapter of WWE. And then Vince, who are you going to blame then? Who are you going to blame whose fault it was, however, that lost 
the real war, who lost the biggest multi-million dollar company in its uh, that you in your that your father started back in the day. That don't it was yep, his own two hands and had many wrestlers that come through his company, some good, some not so great, but more often than not, they were good. Guys like Bruno, guys like Hogan, guys like Savage, guys like freaking John Cena, like The Rock, like Austin, Triple H, your son-in-law, like Shawn Michaels, like freaking how Pat Warrior. Patterson, Sergeant Son, Ultimate Warrior, Ricky Steamboat. The list can go on. Jake All I can say Roberts, right Rick now, Marcel, yeah, that's, yeah, among others, that's what I'm saying, others, yes. All I can say is this. The clock is running more well, and more by the day. Right? Yeah, but I'm just saying this. The clock is running right now. You better realize how that time is continuing to fade away more and more and, more and by the day. And if it doesn't improve, you have no one to blame but yourself. So, Vince, you better realize right now, how that basically, at this point, however, you better either fix the problem or you're going to find a way, however, that you'll be fixed. And you know what? how it's going to be fixed? By a simple man who so far has done pretty damn good over the last year and change, and even longer, and has put on a better product out there than you have in the last several. You know what his name is? His name is Tony Khan. And the company that it is, it is A-E-fucking-W. Well put, well put indeed. I couldn't have said that better oh. myself. Thank you very much, your guys. Oh, JD. And also, uh, now I thought also, I saw this. Sorry about that. Uh, maybe, maybe, sorry, maybe Mick can confirm this to me real quick. Mick, did you watch NXT at all? No. Now, Justin, you probably watched it, right? Yeah, I did. What is this I heard, and maybe, maybe you can fill me in. What is this I heard that Roderick Strong quit WWE? Is this true? Roderick Strong. From the NSP. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, it it's true. Wrong. I don't know. Oh, it is true? He resigned. Well, guess yes, what? From Twitter, well, says Roger Strong has, has officially resigned. Roger Strong has officially resigned from WWE NXT. We we'll miss you. You're welcome back anytime. No, hell no, hell no. I bet I, he will not. He will not come back. He will not come back to WWE. He will not welcome, be welcome back. I already Roger Strong go join to some uh, go to some other wrestling company uh, or like AEW or MLW or. Ring of Honor Ring or Impact. Yep. Yeah. Uh, again, this could be part of a story, maybe not. But you're uh, right. So, Justin, real quick. And sorry, Sam, I'm going to finish off by saying this. If this is indeed true, and uh, this is not a storyline, and this is not a script, you're right. Rorick, get the hell out of there and run like hell. And don't look back. That company's going to fuck them up. Well, of course. Uh, according to the according to the uh, uh, NXT Twitter account, uh, apparently it it is it is of course official. At Roderick Strong has officially resigned from hashtag WWE NXT. We'll miss you, Roddy. You're welcome back at any time. So. Um, 
So I mean, could that be? Could 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 that could could that be the? <clears throat> could that be the overall? Uh, said he just quits NXT. But is that? But is that the? Is, 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 is that does that mean the entire WWE though? I mean, that's the question. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. We'll Could just be. It just says he resigned from NXT. Didn't say the whole company. Unless, of course, that this is a storyline. Because this is coming off the NXT Twitter account. Plus, I didn't even know that he was married to one of Ronda Rousey's running buddies. Yeah, I believe that is. I believe that is Jasmine Duke. If I, that's Jasmine Duke. If I'm not, I think it's Jasmine Duke. If I'm not, no, no, it's Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir. Marina Shafir. I know. I knew she's married yeah, to me. I was thinking Jasmine Duke for some reason. My mistake. Okay, I'm done now. Oh wait, okay. Jay, 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 thank uh, you all very much. I'm not wearing pants. I, I want to say something. I know, maybe you like that. Yes. About you know the tag team match yes. saw last night on Raw um uh, to Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Rand- Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Mm. It was it was a count out, and uh, you know no I do not blame Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke for being ca- for being cowards. Yep. Because they because okay, I don't blame okay. them for being afraid and scared of, just, uh, of Nia Jax. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Thank you. Thank you very. Thank you very much, Chair uh, Justin, for that point of view there. Uh, as point point of view there, of course, here as well. Um, there was also an explanation as to why Reginald was not uh, officially part of WrestleMania. It said that he was under the weather ever since his last appearance <clears throat> on the taped episode of SmackDown prior to WrestleMania. Um, that does not give I us find that what is causing the illness. Well, apparently, apparently he, I don't know if he has something to do with an NXT UK star or not, but apparently it might have been coming from this person. I'm not sure. But anyway, it said on 411 Mania that he was sick. And he tweeted out himself, um, Mandalay or something like that. I'm not, that's all he said in a Twitter account. I think it was yesterday or early today. Um, but that's all was, was pretty much said. Oh, before we get into, and John, John, of course, forgive me, no disrespect intended here. Of course, he's starting the rant with Vince McMahon. John, forgive me if I don't read that because, I mean, we know, we, we know how you feel about that, but so forgive me if I do not read that, uh, read that whole thing here. Cause I still want to have some, we're going to talk about night one of NXT here. Um, but uh, first, but several other things I wanted to talk about here, mention here as well. Um, one thing in which, uh, which I'm sure y'all probably also heard, that over the weekend Kelly Kelly got married. Yeah, you heard I about wasn't that? Invited. Hmm. Yeah, yes, I know. I, I know JD because, like I said, they serve cake and you want pie. I, <laughs> Okay, okay, then fine. Don't laugh what I'm saying. Fine. Mm. Anyway, um, 
Oh, oh, by the way, by, by the way, by the way, talking about the Bad Bunny match at um, um, uh, WrestleMania, apparently Miz was quoted as saying that he had high, he had respect for Bad Bunny after WrestleMania, and he was open to if ever, ever, um, Bad Bunny ever wanted to come back to WWE, he would be open to having another match with him. So. Did y'all see the? Did y'all see the um, the thing which Bad Bunny and Triple H did? Did, did I don't know if it was a thing talking about Bad Bunny's um, upcoming tour? Triple H gives him a briefcase. And it has a microphone that looks like a skull on it or whatever. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, oh, what was it? There was something else I wanted to read here. Oh, yeah. I got to let you know, if y'all want to know something very interesting here, a story that I read here tonight, apparently the SEC has filed uh, filing list. The official salaries for Vince, for Nick Khan, for Stephanie, and for Triple H. And you ain't going to believe. No, this is this is this is this is pretty much in other words. I think uh, let me just read the whole thing, and then you'll get what I'm saying. A new okay, SEC okay. filing has listed the salary, the salary and compensation information for WWE executives Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H. The company has released a new filing that lists the 2021 salaries for the executives as well as their totals in compensation for 2020. Of course, it's ahead of their, their stockholder meeting on, on of course, um, <clears throat> May, see, May 27th. And, of course, no salary increases were made to any executives in the list to follow as follows for 2021. Uh, Vince, $1,400,000. Nick Khan, $1,000,000. $200,000. Stephanie and Triple H both each $730,000. The filing also lists the full compensations, which include, now listen to this very carefully. This is all that this includes, okay? The full compensations, which includes the salary, the stock awards, non-equity incentive planning compensation, and other. And this is the following. One of these is going to blow your mind, guys, okay? Trust me. And I'll tell you why this is the case in a minute. Vince McMahon, a total $3,905,792. Okay, I told you what it all included. Okay. Now, if you thought that Damn. was big, listen to me. But no, but no, uh, Justin, you're really going to do a Ron Simmons here when I tell you this. On Nick Khan, which includes a signing bonus at Stock Awards, you know how much this guy received here? $12,964,565, which includes a $5 million, $5 million signing bonus and $6,799,138 in stock. Awards. Stephanie received two, Stephanie received $2,187,266 and Triple H received two million. $318,280. Now get this. Shane 
is listed in a performer capacity with minimum guaranteed performance fees and royalties aggregating approximately $820,369. Shane gets only that much because he's wrestling. How much does Shane get? <laughs> $820,369. Hmm. Interesting. He gets a lot less than everybody else. And apparently, Triple H and Stephanie have booking agreements. Triple H's runs out March 30th of next year. Stephanie runs out, Stephanie's runs out on October the 6th of this year. And, of course, they, they receive a, a, a guaranteed annual payment of $1 million. Um, and uh, Stephanie receives uh, an annual payment of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So if you don't tell me that they don't have the they don't have the the bookers of money, Baldings. Uh, uh, yeah, that then, then I would be calling no disrespect intended, but I, I would be calling you a liar. But um, let's see what what, what let's see, there was um. What, what else? What, what else was a? Oh yeah, you, you know Kurt Angle has a podcast. I'm sure JD, you probably heard about this. Yeah, Conrad um, Thompson has it every Sunday. It's the Kurt Angle show. So is Jeff Jarrett. No, 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 no. And then Jeff Jarrett's actually doing one too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Jeff Jarrett's doing one too. Mid, you're right. Or yeah. something, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, I was doing a story on here that Kurt talked about Kurt Angle talking about something on his podcast. I, I, so you apparently you have heard of this, yes. He was talked about. He was uh, he he talked about his re- match from WrestleMania 17 against Chris Benoit, and said how it, how he com- would how he compared it, and the story's on Four Love Mania if you want to go back and read it. But he compared it to the to the match that he had with Benoit at the Royal Rumble in 2003. So if you want to go back and take a gander at some at those, please by all means. Uh, Please, by all means, take a look. I mean, I thought both the matches that they had, with the, uh, the, both these matches were, were tremendous. I mean, Kurt Angle was one of those that had high respect for Benoit. Yes. From what I read in this story, my, in my personal opinion. All right, guys, let's go ahead and bring this here as we, go, as we now go into night one of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. As of course, like I said, we're just going to talk about the six matches from night one, as we said here. Uh, before we do so, let me go and give you this one more time: one six zero five five six two caller ID one three eight zero five five pound. Episode nine seventy five of WCWS Revolution, Tuesday, April thirteenth, two thousand twenty one. Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw, the Iceman Jared D. Duralmo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross. The Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the King of Clubs, Mir Patel, with, of course, a brief visit from the Cowboy, Clinton, James Smith. Uh, coming up here tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, at 6.30, WCWS Outside the Ropes will bring you the latest uh, pop culture uh, pop culture stories, <clears throat> as well as, of course, pop culture history and birthdays for tomorrow, as well as, as well as some wrestling news tidbits. Of course, get you prepped for a revolution tomorrow night, so be sure to listen in on that at 6.30. Tomorrow night, of course, one four one three eight seven pound. And speaking of revolution, revolution nine seventy six tomorrow night at nine o'clock, one three eight zero five five pound. News and views, history and birthdays, our thoughts about tonight's NXT, as well as of course tomorrow night's AEW. 
as well as night two of Stand and Deliver, plus some other wrestling stories, of course. Uh, be sure to join us here, of course, off of that as our big-time wrestling discussion in the radio network, of course, as always, continues to take place here, of course, here, <clears throat> here on TalkShoe.com. Now, gentlemen, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get you, get get you, get thoughts on here, of course. Here, JD, I'll start with you. As we first talk about here, the first the, the, for night one, the pre-show match that we that was just added on here uh, in nine minutes and fifty-two seconds, Zoe Stark defeated Tony Storm. What was your take on this match? Tony suffered a setback here, and this was a tough one for her to suffer a setback here against a young up-and-coming superstar like Zoe Starkauer. I mean, a lot of people don't know much about Zoe Stark, but they're going to have to start recognizing her sooner or later, Howard, and we'll see what she brings to the table. I mean, right now, I think she's done pretty good for the most part, Howard. I mean, it's been interesting to watch her from what I've heard. I mean, I was a little surprised about this outcome, and I'll be right back. Okay, all right. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, 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 thank you. Thank you very much here. Uh, okay. And uh, John, John just said, man, nah, it was okay. Okay, John, thank you very much. Uh, Mitt, your thoughts about Zoe Stark getting by uh, Tony Storm in the pre-show of night one of Stand and Deliver? Yeah, it was meh. Okay, all right. Justin, your thoughts about this match? It was oh, it was good. Good. Okay. Okay. I think JD would step away for a moment here, so I'll, I'll go to. I'll go to uh, I'll go to uh, Mint next on this one. We wait for JD to return. Uh, <clears throat> our next match here, Mint here, ten minutes thirty nine seconds. As we saw Pete Dunne get by the man who just tonight became the new cruiserweight champion, Kushida. Your thoughts here, please. Um, really great match. It should have been the match before the main event. Okay. Okay. Justin, your thoughts about Pete Dunne getting by Kushida and night one of Stand and Deliver? Very, it was solid. It was pretty good. Um, okay, man. Okay. John says here, honestly, it was one of the best openers. Okay. Let's see if we've got JD back. JD, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. We'll, we'll Okay, uh, JD, your thoughts about Pete Dunne defeating Kushida at night one of Stand and Deliver? Yeah, this was a good match, however, uh, between two very unique wrestlers. And again, we saw what Kushida did tonight, however. Uh, Pete Dunne, I called this one, however. I said this was going to be the Bruiserweight's time, however. And sure enough, how he showed it was his time. Even though this was a one of my uh, very unique, uh, questionable matches on both guys, however, in the end, however, Pete Dunne shows that he continues to be a dominant bruiser white. John did also add Pete Dunne's a great NXT veteran. That is why at this caliber he defeated Kushida. So, uh, by the way, that match lasted like 10 minutes and 39 seconds, by the way. Our next match, J.D., I'll go back to you, sir. 
in 23 minutes and 14 seconds, which was the longest match for night one. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight, Dexter Loomis, and Leon Ruff to earn the opportunity to face Johnny Gargano at night two for the North American belt. Your thoughts about this? Which, which one's this one? The six-man gauntlet. Bronson Reed earned the shot at the North American title. Uh, I was a little surprised at this one because I thought L.A. Knight would win, however, possibly, or Dexter uh, Loomis are. But uh, give credit to Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed continues to show he's very much uh, getting uh, a lot of people are not giving him the uh, love, so to speak. However, but uh, he has been a very big sleeping giant. He's a big guy. I think uh, looking at his stats, I think here, uh, here, I think I'm looking here. Hold on a second. Reed, I mean, he's a very big guy. I mean, he's 32 years old, of course. He's uh, 5'11", 325 pounds, big, big guy. And uh, he definitely shows power and strength, however. And, uh, yeah, overall, uh, give uh, credit to him. Uh, he uh, put on a very good match in night two, as we saw against Johnny Takeover, or Johnny Jackass, what I'm going to call him, however, thanks to his friends, Theory, Indy, and, of course, uh, the Poison Old Pixie uh, little pissant, Candace the Ray, or Candace the Clown, Ray Gargano. Go figure. Uh, in the end, it is what it is, but go figure. Uh, this was a really good match, however, and uh, I was a little surprised at the outcome here. Okay, and we'll talk about that particular one that Jesus mentioned here tomorrow night. So, but thank you, J.D. Uh, Mitt, your thoughts are about Bronson Reed earning the shot at the North American title? Well deserved. I was going for LA Knight, like JD said it, but well deserved. Okay. Justin, your thoughts about Bronson Bronson Reed uh, earning the opportunity at the North American title on night one at take at stand and deliver. Um well deserved. Indeed. John says here he was hoping that Dexter was going to get the win, but Bronson Reed was, def was definitely made to. He looked strong. He doesn't get he, he doesn't get paid by the hour. So no, he doesn't. <laughs> good point there, John. Yeah, good point indeed. This is definitely one here. I'm sure that everyone was also talking about here. Uh, JD, let's get your thoughts on this. Of course, in 16 minutes and 59 seconds, we saw once again a, a, a very a very dominant been a very dominant. Uh, champion overall, I would say in WWE period, regardless of what branch of it you want to think of here. Um, as Walter got by Tommaso Ciampa to help to hold on to the United Kingdom title, JD, your thoughts about this match? Ciampa tried to give it his all here, but who is going to stop the freight train that is Walter? Walter continues to show his dominance here in the states and over in Europe. I mean, he is just a hard-hitting bulldozer. I mean. I like to see, I mean, we've talked about fantasy matchups in the past. I mean, who could stop him? Maybe Brock Lesnar? I mean, this is a guy going on almost 800-plus days as champion. I mean, unless someone stops him in the U.K., like Joe Coffey, Wolfgang, or any other big names, however, and there could be a, one or two big name, other big names, maybe. Walter continues to just show his dominance. I mean, this is the best big man I have seen, however, maybe going back to even the early part of Lesnar's career. I mean, Walter is just a freight train locomotive speeding out of control. He doesn't need a manager. He doesn't need a mouthpiece. He has his friends, of course, in Pyramid, Eichner, Barthel, 
and of course those guys. But again, he just shows in the ring he can uh, beat you up if you're big or small. And just ask uh, people like Tyler Bate that. I mean, they'll tell you the answer is obvious though. But Walter now, I think, I mean, let me pull up. I think Walter at this point uh, is going on, um, I think it's now, I think, officially 800 days. Let me just double check my math here to be sure. I think that's how long he's held the belt. Uh, the, 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 let's see. He's the longest reigning. Yeah, 730. He's the longest reigning. Which is, and Pete Dunn, of course, before that was yeah. 685. So go figure. The UK is satisfied. Again, who can stop this man right now in the UK? There's not very many that can, I mean, can go after him right now at this point. I mean, like I said, I mean, okay, you have some big names out there. Like I said, you have certain big superstars out there. But again, at the end of the day, however, I mean, you look at this roster, I mean, it's just like I said, it's a who's who. I mean, I mean, let me pull it up there. Okay, yeah. You look at guys like Joe Coffey. You look at Joseph Connors. You look at Eddie Dennis. You look at uh, Rampage Brown, possibly, is a maybe possibility. Uh, like I said, Wolfgang. Uh, like I said, Trent Seven. I mean, the only person that maybe could stop him is Rampage Brown or maybe Ila Dragunov is a possibility. I mean, just right now, Walter just shows how dominant he can really be in the UK. There you go. Now, real quick, I know that your thoughts about Walter. Sorry, we had three women's champions tonight: Rhea Ripley, Bianca, and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, all together in the ring at the same time. There, NXT. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, and we'll talk about that one here momentarily. But thank you, there, JD. Mitt, your thoughts about Walter defeating Tommaso Ciampa to hold on to the United Kingdom title at night one to stand the liver? Um, one of the best matches of the night. Yep. And I'm Great. glad I was not in that ring with Walter. <laughs> Maybe that go. Joe, That's we, I yesterday would enjoy that, but not me. There, there you go. Uh, John says, who in the world can stop Walter? They'd have a national army or the Navy try to take him down, but he's somehow going to be like a cyborg and kick everyone's A-double-S. And that's something that he heard Clinton say earlier. So there you go. Justin, your thoughts here about Walter getting by Tommaso Ciampa on night one and staying in the liver to hold on to the North American uh, uh, title. Congratulations to Walter. No, uh, John says he, that Clinton was talking about the women's uh, champions, which, by the way, I did see a picture of that, by the way. Uh, very, It was kind of cool of uh, Rhea, Bianca, and, uh, as J.D. said, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez holding the three major women's belts, which I thought that was really cool. So only if they had Kaylee Ray there, that would have been making it even more complete, but. But that's just me. Anyway, in 15 minutes and 24 seconds, we saw MSK get by the Grizzly Gun Veterans and Legado Del Fantasma to win, to become the brand new NXT Tag Team titles after they they had to be vacated. Uh, JD, your thoughts about MSK pulling off the win and winning the belts? Good win by MSK. However, Legend Del Fantasma and, of course, the Grizzly Gun Veterans definitely gave MSK quite a battle. To me, this was... uh, 
the number three match in my arsenal of the night, however. And again, MSK just shows once again continuing how dominant they really are in that roster right now. I mean, they've been a really good uh, team so far. They've gone from winning the Dusty Tournament to be one of the most unique, uh, colorful, flamboyant teams however, in the entire WWE slash NXT roster. And again, I mean, you may love them, you may hate them, but at the end of the day, they get the job done, however, and that's all that matters. Dean Carter's still looking pretty good here. Okay. Mint, your thoughts about MSK winning the NXT tag titles? I agreed with JD. Okay. Justin, your thoughts about MSK winning the tag titles? Um, congratulations, Mint. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, your thoughts about MSK winning the tag? NXT tag team titles. John says it was well deserved for MSK. A big well deserved all around there, indeed. And the last one here, as JD did, of course, <clears throat> just mentioned here, of course, the last match for night one at Stand and Deliver. In 12 minutes and 56 seconds, Raquel Gonzalez did get by Io Shirai to pick up the, of course, NXT women's title. Now, I know Dakota Kai was in her, Raquel's corner. I don't know if, if Raquel, if Dakota Kai played a part in this or not, but I did not hear anything about it. So apparently it was a, it was, I'm sure it was truly a unique, uh, a unique, uh, a very unique victory for Raquel Gonzalez. I'm sure it was also deserved here as well. Well, let's get everybody's thoughts about this. JD, your thoughts about Raquel Gonzalez becoming the new NXT Women's Champion? The genius of the sky thought she could fly high and have a plan and be intelligent here. And she did, for the most part, do some good things here. And this was a very good match. I enjoyed this one. Uh, Raquel, of course, however, thought she was going to have help through her friend, however, if you will. And she kind of did play a small part, not a big one, though, but a small kind of part in this whole matter. At the end of the night, however, unfortunately, however, it was Raquel's time to shine. And in the end, however, she showed why. Mitt, your thoughts about Raquel Gonzalez winning the NXT Women's title? Yeah, I was hoping EO was going to retain, but, you know, I'm hoping there'll be another rematch or so. What happened? We're still here. I was done. Hello? No, we're here. I'm here. Uh, is something happening with chat? Sorry. He probably forgot to change his uh, red uh, cherry dress. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. It's probably oh, it's technical difficulty. Yeah. yeah. Now I did read, however, apparently, however, this is what Rhea Ripley said today. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard what uh, Vince uh, he said after the matchup, power and how, and this is what he said. She said about uh, Vince said after the Rhea Ripley match on Sunday. One of the big ones was talking to Vince Efford, having him saying, well done, and that I did 
It was so surreal. It's a dream, and I'm living it. To have the big boss man say well done was pretty insane to me. By the way, do you find it, I know I'm talking off subject here. Do you find it kind of crazy that the the, world, the Super Bowl champs is not going to take part of the off-season workouts? I heard something about that. Yeah, I was a little befuddled on that one. What do you what What do you make of um? Uh, I heard something that was. I mean, I was reading something also today about Watson. How I guess. Oh, yeah, oh spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, I said told me the in my messenger standby internet connection glitch. Oh, okay. What are you saying? No, I mean, yeah, I just, it, it uh, well, Justin said that, Chad said there was a glitch and he'll be back. And not only them, how about Denver and Seattle skipping voluntarily workouts as well? Not only them. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, sorry that's that. kind of BS in my opinion. Sorry. I'm sorry but, about that, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently I had another internet situation, but I think we, we got back up and going here. Um but let me see here. I think I did get JD's thoughts about this. I did get Mitt's thoughts about this. Uh, uh, John, go ahead and leave your thoughts here. And then uh, while we do that, Justin, your overall thoughts about Raquel Gonzalez uh, picking up the NXT women's title at night one of uh, Stand and Deliver. Not bad, man. Not bad, man. Okay. Thank you very much. And John said this is by far the best women's match, but nothing compared to the other women's match that we will, of course, talk about, of course, the one at WrestleMania. John says, however, Dakota did play the part in the middle of the match, but she actually did get ejected. Apparently, Dakota did try to get involved. Yeah, early in the match, she did. But apparently, like I said, I Oh, okay. So apparently, okay. So, so uh, n- n- nevertheless, like I said, they wanted to have a clean bout. Apparently, so that's what happened there. Okay, uh, <clears throat> gentlemen. Um, like I said, that tomorrow night on Revolution, we will talk about, of course, night two of uh, Stand and Deliver, and then, like I said, on Wolfpack, we'll talk about night one of WrestleMania and Revolution on Friday. We'll talk about night two of WrestleMania. So. Uh, gentlemen, because of the situation that just now happened here with the glitch, with, with, with the recent glitch, um, is there anything that anyone has to add before we make it? Because I think we might need to just go ahead and uh, uh, <clears throat> and and uh, is there anything else anyone needs to add? John says he has nothing. Does anyone have anything else they wish to add right fast? Um. No, but I will see my comment for tomorrow. And I'm, I'm the same okay. way. Okay, I'm, thank you, Mitch. Also, I will be on tomorrow night, though. All I can say is I'm not wearing any pants. And then I will talk to you guys tomorrow. So I'm going to get rolling on that. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Okay. You don't need to go. Okay, anymore. J.D., thank you very much, sir. We appreciate that. Oh! Oh! <laughs> And, of course, John has also left us here as well. And John says he will be able to call. He will call in on night two on Friday and talk and talk about and uh, call in on Friday and talk about WrestleMania at night. 
too as well. So on that and Justin, anything uh, I know, John, Justin, you want to you, you, once again. We're running into another situation here, as as you just noticed what just happened here with the internet glitch. So I I give you, I also give you my honest word that that I will leave you time at the end of tomorrow night's revolution to bring you to, to let you of course give us any additional wrestling hit and history and birthdays for tonight and tomorrow night because the, the, what we're trying what I'm trying to avoid doing is because of what just happened with the glitch again, because you know it happened them at least five or six times last week during one of our broadcasts. And rather than see rather than not have an opportunity for anyone to hear you talk about it, um, um I don't want I don't want to show I don't want talk shoot all of a sudden cut you off while you're trying to, to, to give us give us your to give us your report. So I will give you the opportunity, of course, to bring all that up to, at the end of tomorrow night's show. I will, I will give you that time. Hmm. So, so trust me on that. So I know, and but also, Justin, if you also, uh, of course, we, I will go ahead and emphasize this here for you. I'm gonna put in a good plug here for you right now, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to check out WWS Fan Empire on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Appreciation. As every single day, ladies and gentlemen, including, of course, Saturdays and Sundays, the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, posts, of course, wrestling history and birthdays here. Of course, there was some of the stuff that, uh, that, <clears throat> that of course, like I said, that, 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 of course, John may not, may not pr primarily report on, of course, all of our shows. Justin, of course, brings some additional stuff here, some very unique stuff, of course, here as well. And of course, that's why that's why, like I said, John and Justin are your are your WWUS history duo, indeed. So, Justin, like I said, tomorrow night you will have your time. I will leave you a few moments at the end of tomorrow night's show to take care of both tonight's and tomorrow's tomorrow night. So you'll have that time. I just hope this doesn't happen again because I just don't want to get you. I just don't want. I just don't want the show to cut you off. That's that's my thing. It's nothing on you. It's the show. I have to look. I have to do. I'm just watching that carefully. On that note, here, guys, I want to thank you very much for joining us here tonight for episode 975 of WWS Revolution. Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw hereby thanks the Iceman Jerry D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, the Soul Man Justin Lewis Fleming. I should start calling him Lionel Hall or. Arsenio Ritchie, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> and also to keep up Nip Patel. With special with special thanks to the cowboy Clinton James Smith. We apologize for not getting him on the show. But uh, we do thank you for of course popping some some funny thoughts here, of course, here as well. Uh be sure <clears throat> also check out all of our groups, of course, here on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, we continue to stop pot with everything under the sun. Also, that WrestleMania 37 moment concerning Hulk Hogan, Titus O'Neil, the Bellas, and Bailey has now reached 50. Uh, has now reached the post has reached it reached out 53 times. Um, it's got so if you want to check that post out, be sure to do so here because there's, there's a lot of people have responded to it big time here. So, <clears throat> of course, be sure to of course. During the pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and of course, 
uh, doing be doing a lot of praying as we, of course, get by this pandemic situation. Since since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Justin, thank you very much, dear partner. We'll talk about you here, of course, tomorrow night on 976 of Revolution. Take care, sir. Take care. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.